just never know how to start sometimes. Does it help if I just stare at you? No. Well, it does not help. Just it does nothing. Help. I'm different. Let's punch it though. <laughs> Ooh, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 33. We're up to sitting here in the lovely uh, Night Shift Football headquarters. Yeah. This is overlooking, nice. overlooking Westlake's. Out over the water, the the beauty of South Australia and our lockdown free environment, and we're here to talk about some football. And Tommy is here to talk about football with me. So let's talk about football. Football, yes, football. It was a good weekend. There was a little bit going on. There was a little bit going on. I think uh, we're probably going to stick mainly in the English top flight this week. Plenty to cover there, as always. And once again, at the head of all the drama, is Varchat. Oh, when you could just want, <clears throat> it would be really, we went a few weeks actually without talking about VAR early on, I think, but it, it, it definitely crept in this weekend. There was many debatable decisions or indecisions or, you know, for Man United fans, things that weren't called, Leeds United fans, things that weren't called, lots. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of grim when you think about it. A lot of the games were overshadowed by this, and that's not great. That's not what you want to be talking about this early into the season. No, it isn't, but that's what we're here for, so let's do it. I reckon, for me, there's three main ones. Is this in in the same game? No, no. (laughs) Over the weekend. I'd say what, the salt pouring out of a winning team on the weekend was remarkable to see. Talking about United fans again? I try not to. I've been... I've been happy, like I've been on the Ronaldo train and I've been on this, but just shut up. It has to be done. Just shut up. You got him, he's there, he's going to score goals, he's going to win games. Shut up and enjoy it. Yeah, when you win a game, don't talk about the decisions you didn't get. Well, the three, the three that caught my eye the most, uh, the Leeds-Newcastle penalty mm-hmm. not given, the Manchester City-Southampton penalty overturned. Yeah, good call. Yep. And... One that they actually got right was the Arsenal-Burnley penalty, which was given a penalty and then overturned, rightfully, by VAR. Okay, cool. Well, by the referee after... I didn't see VAR that. I didn't see the Arsenal one. Do you want to yeah, sure. walk so, me through it? Basically, the Ben White messed up a pass. And uh, after having a really solid game, the Palace player, I think it was Barnes, got through... And he tries to go around Ramsdale. Ramsdale lunges. Um, referee gives a penalty. But you can see on the replay that he clearly takes the ball. And he seemed pretty confident and the Arsenal players seemed pretty confident that it would be overturned. And it was rightfully overturned. There you go. So there's a good example of it. Uh, naturally, Sean Dyche, the maniac, carried on like he's... <laughs> The most hard done by a guy in the universe. But who did he try and pick a fist fight with this uh, side? Everyone. Anyone who would listen. <laughs> the poor tea lady got one. <laughs> the poor tea lady at Burnley. She cops it a bit. And then she comes over like post game just like trembling, like, spilling tea all over his lap. It's only gonna make it worse. <laughs> yeah, so that was that one. Um and then yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about the <clears throat> should we just jump into the Leeds Newcastle game? Yeah, I mean, that was... Why did I get up so early to watch this game? Uh, yeah, Leeds now, five of that a win. 
looked like should have ran away with it in the first half, but couldn't um, couldn't put more than one on the board. You know, we said last week Sam Maximum was going to be the the drama, and he was the drama. Yeah, great goal. Yeah, and Leeds a little bit of uh, lucky, but also unlucky in that their goal was kind of uh, not necessarily a shot. It was not a shot. Ball whipped into the box. It was not a shot. Found its way in, but then obviously they were robbed. A, what I thought was a clear penalty. Stone to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty. And I think the entire footballing community seems to be in agreement with that. Yeah. And it's 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 funny because that should be maybe the decision that is highlight of the weekend, but it got relegated because it was the early game too. It was on the Friday night. It got relegated beyond all the other VAR chat that went on over the weekend, which just shows how crazy it was. But yeah, that was one where usually I get a lot of blowback because I'm a little bit one-eyed when it comes to Leeds, if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the rose-tinted glasses come on. But this was the one where I showed people and they were just gobsmacked. They couldn't believe that it wasn't given, so... It was good, um, good starting debut from Dan James and, you know, testing couple of weeks for Leeds coming up. Yeah, no, they just, uh, they need to get that first win probably. Once they get that first win, I think they'll be right. I'm sure there'll be Newcastle fans listening though saying they need a win too. So <clears> let's not just talk about Leeds. It's the but, same thing, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Newcastle are in the same boat as us at the both moment. Both sides probably need a result pretty soon. But I think fortunately for both of them, there are a handful of teams that are just so bad that yeah. they're automatically taking up there's at least three below those two yeah taking up relegation spots on newcastle quick i'm not even sure that if they were if they won five games in a row that they would still be content with steve bruce at the helm i just think i think it's so beyond the pale now he would have to do something utterly spectacular to win anyone back and the environment isn't there for him to produce a miracle right now we do get sidetracked with our teams but Newcastle's an interesting one because they've got quality up front. They've got X Factor, and so they can pull off results. Oh, is it enough if they brought a good manager in? Do they have enough there to actually produce a season to compete for Europe? Probably not. Maybe. Probably uh, a few more points to be picked up, but nothing too special. Um, I'm going to move on to the, the game with the other big VAR incident that I wanted to talk about. And that was the Manchester City nil-all draw with Southampton. How'd you see this one? Mm, this is an interesting one because I've, I've got a contradictory opinion to what I think. Because I feel like the referee calls it at the time. And I agreed with it at the time. And then you see it back on replay and you wonder, oh, is it a penalty? Because I think there's a directive now. Like if they start to go down before the challenge is applied that's taken into account now as well which is why you'll see in the in the Ronaldo one in the menu West Ham one the third one where it's definitely not a penalty because it's the same thing because he's gone down before the challenge but I just I don't think it's a clear and obvious error I don't think it's one that you should be looking at and overturning I think you should just be trusting in the referee's decision there because he's going to apply that consistently throughout the game yeah well I think the point more so is there's not doesn't appear to be a clear and obvious error. Yeah. And then looking at it on replays, it doesn't appear to be that clear either that it should be overturned. So I'm, I was pretty amazed that it did get overturned. Um, they got away with one. City on the weekend? For sure. Definitely. I mean, and that they'll argue, oh, we should have had the goal in the last minute. But that, that did look offside, even with 
even with the advantage measures that they're giving teams now. I would have given the penalty. Um, yeah. I would have given the penalty. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was yeah. quite. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get overturned when it did. That's a slice of luck for City right there to get away out of that game with a point. Um, and just on Southampton, five games, four draws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but two against both of the United team, uh, uh, both of the Manchester teams. Both of the United teams. Both of the United careful, teams. careful. Be very careful. Come on. How many Man City fans do you think we have listening? Zero. Yeah. How many are there? They're giving out tickets to games. They're still not turning up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's exactly right. Um, what was I going to... Oh, I wanted to spend a little bit of a bit of Liverpool chat. Yeah, go Because we kind of have neglected Liverpool a bit so far this season. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of last season, because we spent so much time talking about them uh, last year, early on. Um, we were obsessed for a little bit, hey? <laughs> yeah, but a big... A 3-0 win at home against the Palace side that... Uh, Palace were decent in this game. They played all right. They were worth probably a goal. I remember you telling me earlier. Um, Liverpool just too good, and they just managed to score lots of goals too. So are we kind of... Neglecting them a little in this battle between City and Chelsea at the top? I think we are, for sure. And they've matched Chelsea every step of the way this season. So much so, did you see that they've mirrored each other's results? Yeah. Which is, that's spooky. Um, so yeah, they, they're going pound for pound with Chelsea right now. And they're a great team. And you know they've got a full strength side to choose from now. The issue is that they don't have anything beyond that. And if they get an injury... And when Salah and Mane go to the African Nations uh, Cup in January, they're going to be seriously depleted. Yep. And it's going to be a different team for a month. And I think that's where they're going to lose track. But right now, they are an irrepressible unit. Going forward, they've got, you know, Naby Keita scoring wonder goals. Uh, you know, this is a team you don't want to come up against at the moment because they're going to win convincingly most weeks now. Yeah, they are. And they do, they strike me as one of those teams that's always, they're, they're terrifying at home. Especially, yeah, with but fans back as well. It just—I don't know if it's just because we used, got so used to not having fans, but seeing fans back at Anfield packed out. It just it's, when Liverpool are playing well and Anfield is full, oh. to me as a football fan, it just feels really daunting. It's another noise, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a really they make it, it's a lot of noise. It's yeah. a lot of loud noises. It is loud noises nah, everywhere. It's a good. This is why I I understand why they need to. Um, for future development but they should never leave Anfield because it is such an imposing ground and yeah. I, th- I think it does with a full Anfield where they believe in the project and they're, they're happy going to the game that's a you know they're, they're, that's a goal in itself I think they're willing their team over the line a lot of the time here it's cool to see I think that's why we're seeing the top teams reassert themselves this season um, it's because the fans are back and because it feels like we're back to normal yeah, that certainly could be a big part of it. Um, they're just... Some teams could be doing better with it, though. Um, Arsenal, one of those sides that, you know, they get a crowd in, and if you're not playing well by the half-hour mark, they actually start to play worse because the crowd just get on your back. There's a few teams like that, but mostly, I think, especially for the sides that are up there getting results, it only pushes them on further and better. Yep. Yep. Um, do you have a game you want to talk about? Um, have we talked about the Man U West Ham game yet? Not really, no. 
You just kind of hung shit on United fans again. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't intend to. <laughs> I was just. We never intend to. I was just merely saying that there wasn't a lot of chat about how they limped over the line against West Ham, and it was more about these kind of phantom yeah. decisions that they were banking themselves on. Um, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote down all of the decisions in the game because there was a few in this one. Uh, Luke Shaw Hamble. The one where Noble misses it at the end. Yeah. What do you think? I think yes. Uh, I'd have to see it again. It's been a while. Yeah. A lot's happened since I saw a that. A lot, lot has happened. <laughs> but um, I think the I think what the contention was, it was quite close to him. Yeah, I do remember thinking that. I, I'm not too fast either way. It's I'm a kind big of call to make. The handball rule is just it's so all over the place all the time. So I just don't really bother anymore it's hard to know it's yep. hard to know where we are and what we're awarding and what is yeah this just looked like to me that his arm was flailing out and it it stopped the cross yeah so. it stops them trying to score so fair enough uh the next one was the <laughs> how much do you remember this game because there was a, an incident kind of off the ball that wasn't really talked about it was uh aaron uh wambasaka crashing into uh, I think it was Suchek in a in a move that was ended up given offside because there was a player further ahead of Suchek that was in an offside position. That was the ball that ended up reaching. Um Bissaka just basically takes him out <laughs> in the box and it just another non decision that wasn't really glanced over or talked about. There was the third one as well. Uh the first Ronaldo penalty shout where it's the one where he's, he's he pretty much just taken out. There was three in there where I thought there was penalties in this game, and there was only really one yeah. penalty given. Yeah. So much VAR. Like, we're, <laughs> we're really... In this game especially... How long did that game get to? Was it like 100 minutes? There was... Uh, 96 minutes was when Noble missed the penalty. Yeah, right. It's kind of turning into rugby. I've watched... I've seen a little bit of the NRL finals over the weekend. And that game just... Every three minutes is stopped for a minute and then they look at what's happened and then they try and figure yeah. it out and then they go from there. And it, I, I it's, don't especially, want... it's especially bad with tries Yeah, where every time there's a try scored, they have to they go and video review it just about. Um, that was one of my biggest fears with football introducing it was the same thing. Every time there's a goal now, it's going to be so closely picked apart and looked at. So, But... The PL said they weren't going to be looking at it as closely this year, but yet to be seen, really. We'll, we'll find out Yeah, I as think, the year goes on. Yeah, I think if this weekend's anything to go by, we may be seeing it, which is terrifying to me because that West Ham menu game was broken up a little bit. And even the Sterling goal that was given offside in the end, it's really, he's a toe offside. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing maybe you can give because the ball is nice and it's a good finish and it's... He hasn't scored because he's in an offside position. He's scored because he's unmarked at the back post and the ball was good enough to reach him. Yeah. So, I mean, these are just things that we can consider going forward. I hope it doesn't become too tech, technologic, uh, technologically regimented. Sure. Um, I have two other games I wanted to mention. Hit them. Well, I was going to talk about Norwich, but I don't really care. They're we've down. Already, we've spoken They're about down. it. They're down. They're down. Put your money on it. Um, the other one was we gave Everton a bit of a big... A G up the other week, <laughs> and they come out, come out and got battered by Aston Villa three 0 and then and knocked out this week had been knocked out of the the uh, Carling Cup. 
Yes, forever Carling Cup. <laughs> the Carabao Cup. Have you ever have you ever had a Carling beer? No. Yes. <laughs> have you? What yeah. do you think? They used to sell them at Highmars, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, maybe actually. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Do you I don't really like beer, so. They're t- <laughs> do people know this? Well, they do. This could yeah. get this. This could be the most controversial thing you've ever we said. Could get, we could get cancelled because I don't like beer. This would be a cancelable offence. Because I'm always trying to reach out to beer companies to sponsor us as well. <laughs> so that has done us a world of good. Thank you. Pyro Life, just like, well, no, fuck you, then. We'll keep supporting Port Adelaide, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> Aston Villa pumping Chelsea. Uh, Everton. <laughs> Aston Villa pumping Everton. <laughs> and then getting pumped by Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a good game. Did you see Leon Bailey's performance? Yeah. Off the bench. Yep. Sets one up, yep. scores another, gets booked in the celebration, injures himself, is subbed, given man of the match. <laughs> what a champion. What a game. It what doesn't get much champion. better than that. Yeah, no, that was a good ring in performance. Uh, I was, uh, at the start of the year, I thought that he was going to be a pretty handy signing, so hopefully he's not out too long, can come back in. Looks like he's up and running now, so. Yeah, be interesting to see him. I wrote him off a little bit. I didn't think he was that convincing um, in the Bundesliga. He looked like a one in five kind of player. So okay. Yeah, I really liked him. So, yeah. There you go. Um, the other game, obviously, we have to talk about is Chelsea absolutely <laughs> risoling Spurs. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, annihilating them away from home. It was another one like the Liverpool game where I just chalked it off as like a sure thing. Was it ever in doubt? Yeah, but 3-0. I don't know. Chelsea are just... There's only one team that's going to get close we're to gonna, Chelsea. We're going to run Spain out City. of things to say about them because we've bigged them up every week so far, but how can you not when they just keep smashing in goals how like this? How can you not? Yeah. They're just irresistible. They're terrifying. Yeah, they're terrifying. Lukaku didn't even score. Yeah. And they're just... <laughs> Rudiger was tucking them away from the edge Kante of the box. Kante is scoring. What the fuck yeah. is going on, man? Lopez is scoring uh, free headers in the box. Yeah. Lopez. What did I say? Lopez. Did I say Lopez? Yeah. Why would I say Lopez? Racist? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I say... Thiago. Silva? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's that. It's late. It's night shift football. It is very late. And it's been a big week. It's been a big week. There's so much football, man. Have you? I've been trying to recall the Premier League from the weekend, and all I can think about is the midweek cup games. Yeah, no. Well, we can look at some of that if you like. If you've got some notes on it, because I have no notes on it. I just that's wh- about all I've got on the English top flight. What I really liked was the amount of penalty shootouts, and I think it. I think it's a good um, good shout to getting rid of extra time for good. Because just going straight into pens, that was really fun. And we saw a lot of penalty shootouts during the week. Yeah. It's always fun for a neutral. Yeah, Leeds had a penalty shootout. (laughs) I was involved in one. Was that fun? No, it was bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It was crap because we were up and then we missed two in a row. And it just felt like, oh shit, we're going to throw I think it's only a Carabao Cup thing, isn't it? Yeah. So that teams aren't Well, FA Cup still does replays. For fuck's sake. Yeah, that's probably that's probably gonna go. Yeah, I oh, think hell yeah. The replay probably has to go, and for the Carabao Cup, I'm okay with not having extra time. Just cut it down to the ninety straight to pens. Yeah, makes sense. Teams don't want to be playing 
120 minutes at this stage of the season, especially no teams that aren't. Um, well, nearly every team now is involved in extra football because you've got Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. Yeah. And then if you're not in that, but you're, say, if you're in the championship, you're already playing like a 46-game season. So, utterly ridiculous. So, that's fine. Straight to pens. Get it sorted. Yep, get it done. Yeah. It made great, dra- uh, great drama. That's why I like it. It's good yeah. television. Everton again. Everton again. Back yeah. to Everton. Um, other than that, I had Harry Kiel sacked. Low. Just low. <laughs> That's all we've got to add to that. How many times has, has our boy <laughs> Harry been sacked now? This is his fifth career sacking. Jesus. Yeah. That's in the space of four years. <laughs> it just it goes back to his first... I think he managed cruelly to begin with. And he was doing really well. And then for some reason he got lured over to Notts County underperformed, sacked, that club got relegated in the end, and then ever since then he hasn't been able to establish himself. Uh, but I thought what was quite a, you know, he was sacked two days before his birthday. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Come on, man. Give him one more week. <laughs> well, at least he didn't have to go into work the day after his birthday or on his birthday. Hungover. He might have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well... I don't know, maybe, does he just not have it as a coach? He probably doesn't have it he as a coach. He probably doesn't. I was sceptical the first couple of times, and I get a bit defensive. Yeah, because like, he's oh, Australian. Just, even when Musket got sacked, and I was like, oh, you know. But not Arnie. A bit hasty. A bit hasty to sack coaches there. Um, that's true. But here we are calling too. for Arnie's head every week. But yeah, with Harry, <laughs> like that's his fifth one, so now it's probably a bit like, hmm. It's time to maybe, come back to the A-League. Maybe there is something. <laughs> maybe he can get a job at... Um, I don't know. Who would take him in the A-League? MacArthur. North Queensland Fury, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. New Zealand Knights. Gold Coast your Titans, United? Yeah. Titans, Titans are the rugby team. It was Clive Palmer's <laughs> coming back. He's going to sponsor... It, they were United, which we... Yeah. A little bit. Point is, I really... I still struggle to feel sympathy for this guy. Ditto. So... Yeah, best, that's of, best of luck to him. Yeah. Have you got anything else from the UK? Just one more. Did you see Derby County with docks and points? Yes, I did see this. Don't get me wrong. 12 of them? 12 of them. 12 of them. <laughs> I think, I actually think that they are in negative points right now. Yeah, I think they are too. They're negative two points. Yep. <laughs> Which is remarkable. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. So. I wanted to put this to you, wondering your thoughts on these sort of rulings where teams are deducted points um, for going into administration and that, because, I don't know, it seems to be a, the punishment really does affect the club, which in turn mostly affects players, um, their livelihoods, supporters, Things like that, people who live for the club. Um, it doesn't seem to, as we've seen this happen again and again over time, it doesn't seem to deter owners from doing the wrong thing. So is it really, is it who's, you know, who are we punishing? I, I find it interesting that you call it the wrong thing that the owners are doing. Because I, like, don't get me wrong, this is hilarious for me as a Leeds fan for, to see Derby County to be in strife like this. Because they have been meddling with the rules and skirting around yep. 
uh, loopholes and stuff like that, especially with the stadium ownership and yeah, all of that. But my the main thing I reckon is that it's it's an expectation and it is an absolute reality that championship clubs have to overspend in order to get out of the championship. And I bring it back to Leeds again. The season we went up, we posted a sixty million pound loss because we, like Derby did the season prior when they knocked us out in the playoffs, overspent in an attempt to get promoted because it is an absolute necessity. Uh, because the fans' expectation is to go up. If you're a Derby fan, Nottingham Forest, Stoke, you know all of these guys, ex- and you know within the confines of the spending uh, requirements under FFP Championship clubs. Competing with the teams that are yo-yoing and out of the Premier League, back into the Championship with parachute payments, you are fighting an uphill battle from the get-go. Yeah, the Championships are really financially uneven league, and it's it's locked in, regulatory. Um, so I actually feel sympathy with the owners because it is their expectation to get the team promoted, and this is the only way that you can do it. Yeah, fair, interesting take. Um... Yeah, obviously, I don't know as much about it as you, so I just thought I'd ask, but I don't know. It seems to just... I always just fall into the trap of seeing the the sob story of supporters. Um, it does hurt supporters, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. This It just plays into the bigger, the bigger problem we have with football in the world at the moment, and that's the sustainable cash flow and the, the world it's built around. It's just... It can't go on. Yeah. We saw Barry go under uh, last year or the year before. Like there are teams, yeah. professional, long-standing teams going under because they cannot financially deal with the ever-growing cost of being a football club. Yep. All we seem to be doing is um, just growing that gap further. The gap between the top and the bottom. Yeah. The gap between the rich and poor. Um, it just seems to be getting bigger in football. And bigger and bigger. Hmm. Um, and any rules they bring in to try and combat it, all they really do is stop teams that are already like, you know what I mean? It it only benefits teams that are already have the money. Yeah. Teams that are poor now can't like the, the fair play rules. The fair play rules are really restrictive <laughs> of teams in the championship so, establishing themselves in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now there's no chance for another team to come up and do a Man City. Yeah, Man pretty City. much. Yeah, pretty you know much. What I mean? So the teams that have already done it have got there. Everyone else has missed the boat and it's too late now and we're stuck with this. Yeah. Basically, the next one was Leicester and they did win it. But I think we're seeing this season, because they don't have that secured financial uh, stimulation, they're going to yo-yo. They're going to have a roller coaster. They'll yeah. you know be in the top two and then they'll be battling it out mid-table and then they'll come back up and yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, that's that. That is um, that, yeah. I was just going to run across into the Serie A. Because it's good, isn't it? I did catch... Real I good. watched a replay of a game from the weekend because I really wanted to watch the Juve-Milan game and I was not disappointed. Brilliant. The rivalry between these two is huge all the time. The rivalry between Juve and everyone. At the moment, yeah. See, there's lots of just... Great. Rivalries in Italy are just... They're kind of everywhere because there's a big uh, north-south thing as well. Um, so pretty much like Napoli, all those Napoli, Roma, any team from around there hates the teams up north. So they hate Atalanta, 
Inter, Milan, Juve. But then all those teams all hate each other too. Just a lot of hate, I guess, in Italy. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, the fucking breaking point. But, but no, this this was a great game. Um, Marata scored Juve's goal. <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> it's just... Picturing just a nation divided by hatred oh, of one yeah. another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just spitting at each other in the streets. Just football hatred. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. But yeah, the Marata scored the goal for Juve. And he kind of found himself with an entire half to himself. With Teo Hernandez chasing him. Teo Hernandez yeah, no would slouch. be one of the quickest players in the league. And uh, Marata managed to just hold him off and run with the ball and dink it in and... 1-0 to Juve. There it is. Um, and then Ante Rebic scored the equaliser hey. for, for Milan. And it was just one of those games where both teams had plenty of chances to try and win it. Milan, probably maybe the clearer chances. Okay. Um, with their, uh, their fullback, Kalulu, mm-hmm. right back. He's in the Teo Hernandez style of player where he's just bombing up. He's getting forward a lot, creates chances, has chances to score. Uh, he's just young, exciting. He'll get better, um, get better composure. But as opposed to their other, their other fullback, Davide Calabria is a bit more uh, old school kind of fullback. Stock standard. Yep. If he is getting forward, he, he's putting in the early cross. You know, he's not getting real deep into the box. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd mention that because the Italian league looks really exciting. It's You've wide got open. Hey, Inter, who are just. Banging in goals for fun. We can maybe talk about them a bit more next week. But yep. um, brought in Ed and Jacku. They got Simone and Zaghi at the helm. They're, they're equal top at the moment with Milan. Napoli just behind them. Atalanta, Roma, all right up there. Juve finally got themselves some points. They're up to 13th. They got a win this morning. Nice. Uh, I say this morning. Limped over Recording the line. on a Thursday night. But yeah, they limped. Limped. Over the line. Had to come from behind. <laughs> against Spezia. Of all teams. Um, found themselves 2-1 down and then came back with two goals in the last 25 minutes to get a win. So they're back up and about. They are going to play a part at some point. Hell yeah. So that's And that's the spiciest part of the whole thing. They're going to make a really late run. They and are going to challenge everyone going up to the yeah, top. They are going to. So, But at the moment, really cool to see into Milan. Top two. Top two, yeah. Yeah, obviously my soft spot for Milan coming through there, but... Go Milan. Yeah, there it is. That's uh, that's about all i got this week, yeah. Just a little bit of... Uh, Don't do it. France chat quickly. Oh, go on, France. Yeah, you can do France. Do a little bit of France. You yeah. see the Lens Lille drama <laughs> every week. I saw... All I see in France is crazy shit. Why are the fans on the field more than the footballers are on the field? I don't know. It's I just, bizarre. Yeah, France is... Just full of crazy shit. I don't really know much about the football there, but I just know it's crazy shit. It's so good to watch. And maybe the craziest shit is Messi being hauled off in 70 minutes. And then his team winning without him. True. And the guy that came on scored the winner. Yeah. This is... Uh, I've, been wait- I've been hoping for something like this. I want it, <laughs> I want it to be bigger and more spectacular, though. Like, well, In the Champions League. I want to see Messi get subbed off and then crack the absolute sad... Chuck huge tantrum, because basically all the, uh, those sort of tantrums, it's just him saying, "I'm so good, leave me out there." Exactly. I don't care that you're the coach. To you know, I'm telling you what to do. 
Fuck that. Imagine managing a team with Mbappe, Neymar and oh, Messi. so hard. Trying to deal with those personalities and those egos. And those um, ethical bonuses. It's just, it's so hard. <laughs> Good luck to you, Poch. Good luck to you. Yeah, it is. I mean, maybe it makes managers because we've seen Tuchel come out of it a much, much improved. Maybe, okay. Yeah, I maybe. don't think Tuchel was an improved manager. I think he, he wasn't probably stagnated yeah. at PSG um, after he moved from Dortmund, so... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they won again, so they're six from six, and they are looking sharp in the league. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. So they should be. So they should. Like we said last week, so they should be. There's a couple teams behind them that look fun, like Angers and Lens. Um, Lance. Lance. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, France. Yeah, there you go. That's France. That's football. Exciting. I think that's European Hundred. football for the week. Yeah, that's probably it for the week. Uh, I will touch on it because I know that there'll be blue-nosed Rangers people. Oh, we're going to do Androids. Listening in. No, we're not doing... We're just. I'm just <laughs> mentioning it so that they don't pull me up on it. But Celtic had another horrid defeat away to Livingston. They're yet to win an away game. Um Unbelievably, they haven't they haven't actually won at Livingston since like away to Livingston since like 2018 or something ridiculous. I read that it's five defeats in a row against them home and away. No, that, is that not right? Not home and away, away. It's all away. Okay. Away. We've pumped them at home a hundred times. That is nuts. Away cannot win, and every time there seems to be all this chat about the artificial pitch and stuff like oh, that. Oh, right. You know, that's interesting. If the Downs can do it at Angle Park, Celtic should be able to do it <laughs> at Livingston. Yeah, but Livingston know the, yeah. the, the, the pitch, and that's, that could be an advantage, actually. Yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't be at that level of football. They should still have... Potentially. They should always still have the quality of player to get through that. The only, uh, the only upside of it, I guess, was that... Uh, re- Martin Boyle scored again. Mum Boyle <laughs> scored again for Hibs, yes. Um, and Rangers, Rangers and were six. Rangers were held to a one-all draw at home to Motherwell. So, okay. um, you know, Boyle was right up there for Hibs. Yeah, five and six, and man. He's doing well. Hibs are sniffing around at the top of the pile a bit as well. So, there's been a lot of media chat about Ange. Uh, it looked like it was intensified this week. Chris Commons came out and was talking shit about him. Chris Commons loves talking shit. Yeah, that's his job now. I yeah. understand that, but... You should come join us. Do you think... <laughs> this is all we do. We talk shit. We need someone that's hated on the pod as well, so that'd be brilliant. Yeah, let's get Chris Commons in. You reckon he'll go for it? Because one, no one would be able to understand the cunt. Two... Whoa, we've dropped a C-bomb again. <sighs> yeah, but it's at the end. No one's listening. All right, carry on. Two... He's an ignoramus. Yeah. So that's great. We can play off that. That'll be funny. It'll actually yeah. increase the comedic value of this pod. And number three, he's got ties with Celtic. You know, maybe we can get Ange. That'd be great. Imagine that through Chris, we get Ange. <laughs> through well, this guy slagging him off all the time. If you are still here with us, look forward to us getting Chris Commons. And then Ange Possicogli. <laughs> I've got a feeling anyone who is listening to this will need to look up who Chris Commons is, though. Yeah. Maybe. No, Unless you're a Scottish football fan, you probably need it. I think he played in the championship a bit as well. Did he? Yeah, he played for Forest and Derby, I think. There you go. It all ties back in. Excellent. All right, we might wrap it there. Good pod. I enjoyed that. All right. Thanks, mate. Oh, next week, 
we get to we get to do a point one or point one next week, yeah, because Adelaide United are playing this Adelaide Sunday. Adelaide are back, and we can't wait. There's going to be a hit job on the A League on the ABC on Monday, and there's a Paramount Plus announcement, and the fixtures are coming out. There's all a right, lot. all right, there's all right, a lot. Right. There's yeah. a lot of A League chat. We'll get to it. Ciao. Buongiorno. I think that's hello. <laughs>